Welcome to this special episode of the 90 Minutes or Less Film Fest. My name is Sam Clements, and this is the show that celebrates films with a 90 minute or less runtime. Usually. Today, we've got a bit of a special episode for you where 90 minutes is still the core focus, but if you look on the back of the DVD, it may appear a, a tiny little bit longer. But we'll get into that with our special guest, writer and director, uh, Philip Barantini. Hello, Phil. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a real pleasure. This film, Boiling Point, is a marvel. Like, watching it at the cinema is like a high wire act. Um, it, it's really spellbinding. You've got such a special film here. Thank you, man. That means the world, honestly, it does. Now, I think the film is probably listed at something like 92 minutes long, because of course you've got to put the credits on. Exactly. And the credits are very long because, you know, it's it was a it was an independent, low-budget movie, and, you know, we, we had people putting money in from all different various different places and, and, and different people. So, uh, yeah, so the credits are very long. But without them, you couldn't have the film. So I think it's, That's a, it's, right. a, it's yeah, a worthy yeah. trade-off. Absolutely, absolutely. But the, the core piece of action is 90 minutes, and and uh, and it's 90 minutes in a single take, which is wild. I think my first question to you is, why? <laughs> well, when I decided I wanted to get into directing, it was quite late in my... Because I was an actor for 25 years. I made the jump quite late on. You know, I did a, my first short film. The second short film was was Boiling Point, the short. And we shot it all in one take just because I wanted it to be, well, basically, life is one take, right? So, you know, if you go into a kitchen environment or a restaurant environment and you're working in there, you don't stop. You don't have a chance to stop and, and, and start again or, you know, or, or, or sort of jump forward in time or back in time or whatever it may be as you would be able to do with a conventional, you know, uh, cuts in a, in a movie. So I wanted the audience to sort of go on that journey and, you know, to like a slice of life, basically. The one take thing, we didn't want it to be a, a spectacle or, you know, look how clever we are. We've, we've done, managed to do this in one take. It was just, I wanted to add an extra layer of tension and, 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 and get, create, create a bit of a feeling for the audience, you know, to, that they're, in, that they're part of this and it's an immersive sort of experience. Um, yeah, uh, so the you know they can't take their eyes off the screen, um, and they have to just be glued to it the whole time. Really, I'd worked in that world for twelve years during the time I was acting. I you know I needed to make some money, so so I went into into kitchens and started working in kitchens, and it, you know it just it just, I just wanted to recreate that feeling that 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 you get if you've ever worked in a restaurant. That you know when a service is busy and it's on full swing, it's just you just got no you can't. You can't slow down or you can't take a breath or, you know, you've got to just be you're on this sort of treadmill and you just got to keep going. It's always great when, you know, the form or the runtime, you know, complements the story. And because the film is 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 so tense for so many other reasons, uh, having that sort of very visual link into the narrative, I, I found really affecting. Like I said, it, it felt like it was what I was watching a high wire act. Uh, you know, it felt so unpredictable because of the characters. The one take element, you know, really fed into uh, into that, especially you know, Stephen Graham's uh, character here. It was a huge challenge for everybody involved, really, you know, all the actors and all the crew and even the supporting artists everybody was was you know strategically placed and, and and the timing had to be right and you know all that kind of stuff so the rehearsals were, were were quite extensive even though we i would have loved to have more time 
you know, you always like to have more time on these things. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun <laughs> in, a, in a crazy way. I think I must be mental to do that. But <laughs> as you're sort of reflecting on it now, doing interviews for the release of the film, are you sort of questioning your your past choices a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of. It's just like I mean, not not you know, you just sort of go, what on earth was I thinking? We uh, gave ourselves an amount of time to do it in, but that got cut short because of COVID, because um, we shot it back in March 2020. And, you know, there's so many things that I just look back on and go, wow. Because one of the things was Stephen's availability was April originally. That was that was when he had his little window and his windows were two weeks because, you know, he's the busiest man alive. So we had to snap him up then, you know, and then something happened in his schedule and he was like, we have to bring it forward. Uh, otherwise, we're not going to be able to do it this year, 2020. And every day I'm like, if we, if, if he, if his thing hadn't moved and we didn't, you know, bring the dates forward, we just wouldn't have a movie. And it's just like every day I'm like, you know, it's insane. But we, but yeah, we got cut short by two days. So we, we gave ourselves four days to do it over and we were going to do it twice every day. So in, t in total, we would have had eight takes to choose from, but, but we, we got cut short by two days. So we, we only had four in the end. So we got, we had four goes at it really. And two of them were rehearsals on the first day, really. They were like dress rehearsals. So essentially we had two options to choose from. And, and the third take is the one that we've used. Um, so yeah, it was stressful, very stressful. Sorry to bring up the, uh, that past trauma. Yeah, um, yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> the first day on the Monday was the, was the, was the first shoot day and we sort of treated those two takes as, as sort of dress rehearsals i was like okay they were good yeah they were good but you know we've got another six goes at this in my head that's what i'm thinking and then about midnight that night not midnight no so it must have been much later than that so the producers rang me up i must have just got back to the apartment where i was staying and they called me up and they were like have you seen the news i was like no i haven't had a chance to, <laughs> to look at the news and you know it was sort of getting very 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 scary that covid was well, we were about to be shut down basically in the coming days. They were like, look, I think we're the only production that's left working. So they, everyone was getting really nervous. And in fact, some of the crew pulled out after the, after the first day, they were like, this is a bit too dangerous. Everyone was getting scared. There was, you know, um, a lot of the supporting artists were like, you know, we don't feel safe because it's, we're all in one space. And so, so they, so they sort of said to me, um, tomorrow's going to have to be our last day because we're just not going to have enough crew or people you know to continue and i don't think it's safe to continue so so yeah so the second day was the last day we had and that was you know an extra layer of pressure that we didn't necessarily need <laughs> and then yeah we, we we sort of wrapped on the on the tuesday and i think it was maybe the thursday that the whole country went into lockdown after that crazy intense high energy you know adrenaline um just that we all went through and then two days later, I'm, I'm locked in my house, you know, with with my wife and daughter trying to explain to them what I've just gone through. And then, you know, you just sort of like, I can't do anything now. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm it just it was just a, a really weird time. You know, I mean, obviously it was a weird time for everybody, but it was just like, yeah, going through that and then just being stopping. It was like a, like being hit by a bus, really. <laughs> you went from probably, you know, one of the busiest few days of your life to uh, to, to, to nothing and, and, and just waiting. But what is, I guess is great is that you did get the complete film in, in those two days. That's remarkable. Yeah. And so, so lucky, like, because, you know, everyone was on top of the game and we got the great, a great um, two takes in, in the, 
on the second day, but the third take overall, the performances were a lot stronger. Um, there was a few technical things that we had to iron out in post, just some shadows, some reflections and things like that, that we could sort of get rid of in post. And then um, one of the big things for me, which, which I was arguing about was um, the clock in the kitchen on the third take was actually an hour slow. So it read uh, as four o'clock in, in the afternoon. And I'm like, no, it's not. A, it's not going to be that dark at four o'clock. And B, the restaurant's not going to be that busy at four o'clock. So people are going to notice it. If I'm noticing it, people, are, there's, there's going to be some people out there who are going to go, wait a minute. So we had to change, we had to fix that in post. And, and that, was, um, that was an expensive uh, <laughs> VFX that we had to do. And then once we ironed out those little, little tiny little technical things you know everything else was easy really in in terms of you know there was no edits we sort of went straight into um the sound design and uh and the grade put the titles on and that was it and so my editor who i uh use on on everything i've done so far alex fountain he uh you know he had an easy job <laughs> he didn't have to do anything really and then when we were sort of allowed out again that's when i was able to go down to london to the studios and technicolor uh, and uh, and actually watch it on the big screen which which was you know yeah amazing amazing since it's been finished and it's it's um now been playing at lots of festivals what's it been like watching it with an audience we um we had like a little uh, uh casting crew screening during one of the sort of you know when we were allowed out when the cinemas first opened again i think it was um and we did it at the rio cinema in in dalston because we we shot it in around the corner in dalston in, in uh in jones and sons in dalston so that, you know, that was nice because everyone was there that we, you know, all the cast and crew were there and they watched it and they, they, they obviously loved it. And it was a great night. We went for some, you know, we had a little a sort of party afterwards and stuff, but, um, but the first time I actually watched it in front of a, an audience that I didn't know was in Carla Vivari film festival in uh, Czech Republic. And, you know, <laughs> I was thinking, you, you know, we're going to go there and there's going to be maybe a couple of hundred people, you know, in the cinema, small cinema, whatever, but no. It was in the main hall for the festival. The main, the main. It was like a a concert hall. <laughs> so I asked the, how many people are going to be in there, and they were like, "Oh, it's like two thousand five hundred or something." Whoa. I was like, "But does that?" <laughs> I said, "Is it actually two, two? It's not. I know there's two thousand, maybe two thousand five hundred seats, but there's not two thousand five hundred people going to be there." Oh yeah, it's full. It's full. <laughs> I was like, "You, you what?" <laughs> so, so there's a the, we were got on the stage and got you know introduced the film, and it was just like, "Oh my!" It suddenly dawned on me. I was like, "Oh my." gosh all these people are going to watch the film and you know he's and we sat in the audience and watched it and you know just listening to people like sort of you know laughing at the at the sort of slightly light-hearted moments or you know the, the bits that i wanted people to react to the way they the way they did and especially for a, a mostly czech audience who is you know you got the sort of subtitles and the, that language barrier they were still getting it you know what i mean so it was really like it was a, a wonderful experience it's i always say it's like um I mean, I was so like, I was blown away, but we got like a stand innovation and, and that was bizarre in itself. Cause you know, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just thinking this is just our like little movie that we, that we made in just before lockdown. And there's two and a half thousand people here standing, like clapping myself and the producers. I'm like, I didn't know what to do. Honestly, I said, I said to Bart Raspoli, who's, who's the, one of the producers, I was like, what do we do? He's like, just just wave, just wave. <laughs> I was like, just wave. So I just stood there doing this like really like pathetic little wave. And then I was like, but like, we felt like ages went. And then he was like, I said, what do we do now? He said, just slowly just start to walk out. 
So we just sort of started like doing these like crab side steps out of the theatre. <laughs> oh, it was bizarre. It sounds like a memorable experience. There, <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It was bizarre, but like, yeah, it's amazing. I'm just so so. Um, I'm blown away by the by the response of it. Like, really blown away. I was lucky enough to see it in cinema, and I, 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 you know, I'm really pleased to see it. It will be playing in UK cinemas because in the last, you know, eighteen months or so, it's actually not been certain when a film is finished where it's going to end up. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, it's been, you know, it's been a because we've had the dates for the for the. It was originally going to be in November, and then, you know, I mean, I I have only just learning all this sort of the the, the sort of distribution side of it now through our UK distributor uh, Vertigo because of the the backlog of all these movies that have been made and they need to be released in cinemas now it's like we've got to find that that right date that you know our little film doesn't get uh, squashed by 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 you know the bigger the bigger sort of studio pictures so so it's the date's been moved a couple of times and it'll be in you know uh, hopefully cinemas across across the country but um but you just you just don't know do you you know you just don't know but i i think it is a a movie and a lot of people have said it's a movie that you should definitely watch in the in the cinemas i think because you do get that sort of immersive feeling and 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 you know with the sound and everything is uh that was what it was designed for i think it's so yeah really well crafted it's beautifully put together um and and you don't want any distractions you know you don't want your phone going off or someone ringing the doorbell well funny story we were at cork film festival last week and uh so obviously you know when you go and introduce the film I, I i haven't been watching it I've, you know the, the only time i've watched it sat in and watched it actually was the card of Rivari. and then you know you sort of stand on the side and just see people reactions and listen to make sure it sounds okay in the cinema and then, then you know we, we all just leave and go and have dinner or or sort of um you know go and go and grab a a, a drink or something and um so we're in cork film festival and we're having a, a, a drink me and the producers and uh next minute we get a phone call Oh, the fire alarms have gone off at the cinema, and we're like, "What?" And they were like, "But, it, but not only the fire alarm gone off, but they, they went off at like a point in the movie where Ray Pantaki's character is, you know, handing the lamb back over to to Andrea, the waitress, and she's saying, "There's your cremated lamb." And then the fire alarm started going off apparently, and the audience thought it was part of the film <laughs> oh, no. because he'd said, "There's your cremated lamb," and the the alarm. <laughs> arms went off and next minute the screen all shut down and everyone's like what what what's going on so i just sort of made a joke of it i was like yeah i know we said we did this in one take but um <laughs> it's actually two <laughs> they're probably the first audience to watch it in two takes at the, absolutely uh, the yeah yeah it's a world uh, yeah 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 so you know you just i mean there's nothing you can do about things like that you can't get angry or anything it's not you know it's it's a safety thing at the end of the day i think that's just part of the human experience is you know sometimes things don't go to plan um, yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, well I, yeah, I highly recommend seeing this at the cinema listeners um when you can one uninterrupted 90 minute take with a few credits at the end but uh, <laughs> but it's, it's really well worth your time i, I did wonder uh, just to end on uh phil when, when you go to the cinema or when you're sat at home you know, in front of the telly, does a film's runtime ever influence what you are about to watch? Do you ever look at that that number going, oh, I'll save that one for later, but I'll watch that one now because it's a it's a decent runtime? Absolutely, I, d- I definitely do because you know, there's so because those those sort of, you know ninety minutes or less movies are, are, are you know they're just you can just quickly get them in, can't you? Right, but yeah, anything over that like you know two hours and three hours, it's like okay, here we go. I need to put. I just don't have time. You know, I've got a, I've got a, and also my wife and I have, you know, different taste. 
So if I'm watching a movie that's three hours long, she's not going to, she's not going to watch it. I mean, so I've got to sort of find time on my own. So sometimes if, if I'm away, I'll just get my laptop out and, you know, in a hotel or whatever and just sit and watch it. And uh, so I have to yeah, find time on my own to do that. But uh, yeah, 90 minutes or less is great. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm glad I say I'm really glad to to be able to talk to you uh, about this film and uh, really glad it's it's coming to cinemas. And if listeners, uh, you know, if they want to go deeper into it, there's a short film that it's based on mm-hmm. 22 minutes long, I think. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. That's right. Both with Stephen Graham. In. Thanks so much. And, uh, and best of luck with the movie. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. You can also listen on our website, 90minfilmfest.com. That's 90minfilmfest.com. You can contact us there or on Twitter and Instagram at 90minfilmfest. The podcast is produced by Louise Owen and me, Sam Clements. The show is edited by Louise Owen with sound mixing and additional editing by Luke Smith. Our music is by Martin Ostwick and our artwork is by Sam Gilby. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We're a proud member of the Stripped Media Network.